Well, good morning, everybody. What a joy and what a privilege it is to be here in the house of the Lord today. What a joy it is to know Him as our own Father, to be called the children of God. I'm super excited to bring this word to you. It's always wonderful to share a word from the Lord because it changes people's hearts and it glorifies the Lord. Let us just pray. Our Father, we thank you for this awesome privilege of being together. We thank you, Lord, that we are your own children. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word. We thank you, Lord, that you blessed us with the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you here with open arms, with open hearts. Lord, that you will truly speak in our hearts. Lord, we pray this, this word will go out with the power of the Holy Spirit, changing hearts, drawing people closer to you, inspiring people to seek after you like never before. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Right, we're living in exciting times, but for sure not everybody would agree on that. Now, I'm excited about the opportunities brought about by the unsettling challenges that we face presently. We're facing challenges, and we need to have a good look at our attitude. In Philippians 2, we are reminded about the attitude of Jesus. And this is the, the important thing, to remember that attitude, there's a saying that says, attitude determines our altitude. Very true in most circumstances. Now, difficulties have a way of shaping or breaking people. And what, what we, uh, for, we can look at a man like Moses, what he faced did exactly this in his life. It brought out that which God had deposited in his life for many years. And our lives need to glorify him. I quote something that I read recently. It says, the greatest enemy to the life you want Maybe the life that you are living. Maybe I should read this again. The greatest enemy to the life you want. Maybe the life that you are living. So we need to have a look at our attitude and align our attitude with the Word of God. We need to be fired up. We need to be passionate. We need to be eager to fulfill the Lord's purposes in our lives. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will truly touch you today in a special way, that He will draw you ever closer to Him. Now, like you've, say, you've seen, the, the title of this message today is uh, GPS, and we are all quite familiar with that term GPS, Global Positioning System. And uh, then I want to move forward to God's GPS, God's global positioning system, which is slightly different. Now, against that backdrop, I want to pose a question to you today. Two questions. Where are you? Because this is what the GPS does. It tells you where you are and where are you heading. You know, I laugh oftentimes when you go to a shopping mall and you get lost, and uh, if you're lucky, you'll find a kiosk in the middle of all the chaos, and uh, there's a whole map of the, of the whole mall, and with a red arrow pointing to a specific point on that 
map and it says, you are here. I'm asking you today, where are you? Where are you in relation with the Lord? Where are you in relation with what's happening around you? And the GPS will help us finding this. Now, to illustrate this point, I want to read to you from Exodus 14. And this is just after the Israelites uh, uh, moved out of Egypt after about 400 years. And we pick up the story here in Exodus 14, verse 8. And uh, I read out of the Amplified Bible, don't you just love the Word of God? Wow. You know, yesterday again, and I, I, I walked in my study and I prayed and I, I prepared and I took this Word and just all of a sudden, the Spirit just made me so aware of how precious this Word is. And I hope that you also love the Word of God. I love it. I love it. I hug the Word sometimes. I kiss the Word sometimes. I just want more and more of it. Wow, it's wonderful. Exodus 14 verse 8, it says, The Lord made hard and strong the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he pursued the Israelites, for they left proudly and defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, encamped at the Red Sea by Pihiroth in front of Baal Zephon. When Pharaoh drew near, the Israelites looked up, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. And the Israelites were exceedingly frightened and cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you treated us this way and brought us out of Egypt? Did we not tell you in Egypt, let us alone, let us serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Verse 13, Moses told the people, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, and the Israelites shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Wow. Now, like I said, I want to speak to you about the GPS global positioning system. The GPS gives you the, the coordinates that are a unique identifier of a precise geographic location on earth. Wow, how's that? Actually, all that it means is it tells you exactly where you are. You are here. This is what the GPS tells you. And it's mostly used by the general public to determine a route or a route, like the Americans say nowadays giving you directions to another location, wherever you want to go, another destination. Now, it's not so simple to all people to know where they are. Some people are just lost. 
<laughs> Some people just haven't got a clue about directions. I remember, remember some years ago, I, I went to a little town, I'd rather not name it, and uh, I had an appointment with someone there, and I was driving up and down the street, the main street, by the way, looking for this address, I just couldn't find it. In the end, I parked my car, I phoned the lady at the reception, telling her, listen, uh, uh, I am here at this corner of this street and this street. I'm looking for your office. Can you please tell me which way to go? Should I go east or west? Because the roads were built like that. And there was uh, a few moments of silence. And then she asked me, uh, where's east? Where's west? Mm, I realized I might have a problem here. I said, well, okay, it's easy. It's easy. You know where the sun rises? That's where east is. And it was silent again. And he said, where's that? Then I realized I really have a problem. Now to me, it's unthinkable. How can people be so clueless about direction? How can't you know where you are? You know, sometimes you can get lost in the little details in a town or a city. But my goodness, you should at least know you're heading that way, more or less. And if the GPS tells you to go this way, you know that even the GPS is wrong. Because this can happen. Now, I just realized that some people are just really, really clueless. Now, the problem is, if you're so clueless like that, it might happen that the, even the GPS with the most modern technology might fail you because all the data that's uploaded is not always up to date. And it might send you in a completely wrong direction, or you might find yourself at a place where there is no road anymore, or you might find yourself all of a sudden in a squatter camp that was not there the year before. So it is prone to failure. Now, we live in a peculiar period of time, and who knows what will tomorrow bring? My, my. Who would have believed a year ago, two years ago, if anybody told you this is where we would have been today? You just wouldn't have believed it. Impossible. Now, I'm asking you today, as we stand here, as we, we are alive, we're full of the Lord, etc., and we know a lot of things, but let me tell you, we don't know where our where are we going to be in a year's time. Isn't it true? So, um, there is definitely a lot of data lacking. Now, human beings like order and security. And I don't say there's anything wrong with it. But let me tell you, it will get challenged. The question that I get so often nowadays is, Andre, what do you think? When will we return to the old normal? You know what? I'm getting an idea all the more, all the more that the old normal is never going to be there again. And we need to get ready for the new normal. But maybe this new normal might change. 
constantly, all the time, from month to month, from week to week, from year to year. It might change all the time. We need to be ready for this. This is the reality. You know, if I, I had a look at the, the sermons, uh, the recent sermons that Pastor John, Pastor Bruce, Pastor Mary, even uh, Pastor Greg at the youth preached, all of them follow the same trend. And it seems like the Lord is preparing us for challenging times. And we need to be careful. We, we will be smart if we take note of that and live according to that and get ourselves ready. Because we want comfort, for sure. Comfort is much better and much nicer. But I believe that first and foremost of all, the Lord is calling us closer to Him like never before. This is the number one. And this, I want to say, this is the most important thing of your life. If the one thing that this whole COVID and all the challenges that go with it brought about is a, a, a feeling, a knowing, a realization that there is just no security at all. Isn't it true? Because on whatever you build, your security might disappear in a day like that, and it's gone. How do you know if you still have your house next year? How do you know if you still have your pension next year? How do you know if you still have your money in your bank next year? We don't know. We just don't know. What is your security, child of God? Your only security is to know God like never before. One of my very favorite scriptures, John 8 verse 3, uh, 1 Corinthians 8 verse 3 says, Him who truly loves God is known by Him. This is something different. This is not God so loves the world. This is worthy of His intimate relationship, worthy of Him investing in your life. Him who truly loves God is known by Him. If you can take one thing away of this message today, take this away. This is your only security. Just sit and think about it. The Almighty God on the throne in the highest of the highest heavens, the creator of heaven and earth, that one, that one, if you love Him, He knows about you. It's almost too, too much to understand. How can we understand that? How can we, how can we truly, truly understand something like that? He knows about you, and that is my security. That is my only security, because He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And nothing will move Him. Nothing will change Him. And as long as I know that God is with me, I am with God, and He loves me, and He walks with me, and I walk with Him, then I can live in joy and peace, whatever. This is part of God's positioning system. 
This is God calling you closer to Him. Even Moses, the man of God, the Bible says he was speaking to God face to face. Can you imagine that? I can't even think about that. You know, when God was speaking to him on the mountain, the people will cry and say, you go and speak to God. We rather run away. We will hide from God because they couldn't stand in the holiness of God. Now, this man, Moses, can go and read in Exodus 33. He calls out to God repeatedly. God, show yourself to me. God, reveal yourself to me. God, I want more of you. He was a God chaser. Paul in Philippians 3 says, my determined purpose in this life is to get to know Jesus better and better and better and to understand the wonders of his person more and more. This is our only security. If I can tell you one thing that God's GPS is helping us to find is to show you where you are with God and it directs you towards Him like never before. For He is our only security. So what is this God's positioning system? It will reveal you exactly where you are in every area of your life because He mirrors you against the Word. This is the Word of God. And when you read here, you should love your enemy. You should uh, be the least. You, you should serve others, etc., etc. It mirrors you and it shows you where you are. It also gives you direction on the, long, the short term and the long term. But you know what? It won't give you all the details of the journey. And that's the troubling part. <laughs> The GPS system that we know on our phones, even on smart watches, wow, can you believe that? And in our smart cars and all of that will show you the details of the journey. But God's GPS will show you where you are and it will show you a general direction and a long-term direction but it won't show you the details. And that is very troubling to people. We don't want that. Lord, we want security. Lord, are you sure this is the way? Lord, do you really think this will work? No, God's GPS is directed and controlled by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Almighty One with no shortcomings whatsoever. Our quest should be not the details of the journey, but the one who leads us on this journey. Now to illustrate this, I, I want to give you some background to the Red Sea crossing, which we read about in Exodus 14. Now, you will find this in Exodus 13 and 14, and this is a historical fact. It really happened. Let me tell you, it really happened. Don't listen to people who say, ah, oh, it's just a fairy story. It really happened. And it happened about 1,350 years BC, just for those who are interested. Um, and after about 400 years in captivity, uh, with the last few years being slaves, the Israelites, they pulled out of Egypt, they departed from Egypt, and they followed a route through the wilderness, which was directed by God exactly, until they reached a shore at the, what they call the Aqaba finger of the Red Sea, on a place called the Nuweba Beach. Now it's it's important to know, and this information 
you can find on the social media. But it's important, why? Because numerous historians through the past have questioned the Bible on the truth of this. And because they positioned this crossing at the Suez finger of the Red Sea, which is close to Egypt, this one is much further, and it's important to know that. How did they find this? New information came to the fore, actually, through satellites. All of a sudden, they found that there is a way through the wilderness that the satellites picked up like a road, and they couldn't believe what this was. And on closer examination, they found this pathway going through the wilderness like a road with just loose sand over it, but it's compacted. It's almost like concrete. And they realized that this is the way that the Israelites took out of Egypt. So it is there. And it brought them to that exact point at this shore. Now, careful study of the Hebrew text and even the scriptures from the New Testament will reveal this accurate position, the location where all the events took place and all the ones that followed. And it was true, and it adds up 100%. Let me say this, the word of God is true and faithful, and you can believe this, amen. This is the word of God, you can believe it. Um, when, whenever information doesn't tie up, then be assured that all the facts are not yet discovered, or we are in want of more revelation. Whenever they find something Whenever they dig something out, up, they are so happy to say, oh, yes, now we can see that whatever was uh, uh, told in the Bible, written in the Bible about this, it was actually true. You know, I could have told them that because the Bible is true. It's always true. It's just we don't always realize that. We don't have all the information. Now, this route that they took landed them on a shore or a plain at the edge of the Red Sea with enough room and space to accommodate about three million people, how many there was. And would you believe that actually with new technology they found that at that very point, at the shore of the Red Sea, they found a walkway right through the Red Sea to the other side at that very precise point, the only place in the Red Sea where they found that. No other place, only there. Scanning of the area showed that there was a walkway sloping down from the shore gradually and then upwards again on the other side. Right next to it are deep, impassable crevices, impossible to pass. Now, just for interest's sake, this crossing was about 12.8 kilometers long and 830 meters deep. Let me tell you, that is a huge amount of water to have around you. It's quite uh, uh, not uh, comfortable, if you, especially if you've been in Egypt for 400 years. Now, you can even uh, look at the social media and they found a lot of stuff in that stretch of sea, which they believe are the old axles and the wheels, etc., from the chariots of the Egyptians. Why this lesson in history? Well, see this picture. They fled. Here they are. Mountains, mountains, Egyptians, sea. They were fearful and they cried out to God. And 
And then, of course, the first thing they did, they blamed Moses. And, and didn't we tell you to leave us in Egypt? But no, they moved on. What's the point I want to bring to you here? You see, already God formed this walkway in the Red Sea many, many, many years before that day when it was needed, but it was ready. It was waiting when the challenge arrived. What does it mean to you and me? God might lead us with his GPS through the wilderness, and you don't know the details of the trip. You don't know, know the details of the journey, and you might end up at a Red Sea, an impossible situation. But do you know what? The Word of God says even before you were born, He knew you, He knew your days, He knew your years. And even before you were born, God has prepared a way for you. Even though you can't see it, even though it's invisible to everybody, but God knows about it. He prepared it. It lies there waiting, ready for you. The only thing that you and I need to do is to follow God's GPS. We need to follow close to Him, and He will bring us to the way that was prepared all along. It's impossible for us to see, but in the Spirit, we will see because it's there. God prepared it. It was there. When the, when the Israelites, when they stopped there and the Egyptians started pursuing them, do you, do you think that they had a crisis meeting in heaven? And, and well, what shall we do now? Wow, now we are in trouble. We actually made a mistake now. No, no, no. God was just smiling and he knew exactly what he was doing because he took them to the exact position where he wanted them to cross through the biggest challenge of their lives because he prepared a way. Amen. Amen. And today we are facing this COVID thing and whatever it may bring, don't be fearful. Don't turn around and say, my Lord, I would rather serve the Egyptians. I would rather be a slave than be free and die in the wilderness. God didn't call you out of Egypt to let you die in the wilderness. He's busy building you. He's forming you. Enjoy the journey. Be excited. Be passionate. When you wake up in the morning, say, Lord, my God, where are you taking me today? Wow, I can't see much, Lord. It looks a bit misty over the sea here. But God, I know that you are still the way maker. There's a song that says he is the way maker and he will forever be the way maker. Don't lose faith. Trust God. He will fight for you. Stand firm. Be ready. Be calm. Find your rest in him. Find your peace in him. He is truth and faithful. Before we were born, the provision was there already. Imagine if they didn't follow his directions. <laughs> you know what? But they did follow. You know what? For the Egyptians, it was disastrous. Let me say this to you today. Doesn't matter how big your enemy is. Doesn't matter what comes against you. If you follow closely with God, the challenges that you face will be disastrous towards your enemy. But to you, it will be the saving grace of God. Exactly the same situation. But for you, it will be saving grace. And you will walk through on dry land. 
Wow. Let's embrace the uncertain, the unsure, the impossible situations. And you know the story. There they went. They walked through on dry ground. Walls of water to the left, to the right. Can you imagine that? The very first aquarium in history. Wow. Look at the fishes. Mom. Wow. Can you imagine that? And the fishes looking at all the, what's going on here. My goodness. You know, sometimes we read things like this and we don't realize what really happened. Uh, it was really a watershed moment. <laughs> you know, and there goes the donkey also. Now, a donkey is always overloaded. And here goes the typical donkey, overloaded, quite perplexed by what's happening around him. And all of a sudden, he faces Mr. Jaws. And Mr. Jaws faces a donkey for the first time in his life. And Mr. Jaws smiles at him with that beautiful smile of him. And he shows him, I'm watching you. How about donkey pie for supper? And you know what? This is my observation. I realize that that is where the donkey's brain comes from. You know, when a donkey starts braying, you want to cry. It drives you to tears because it sounds so hopeless. It sounds so destitute. It sounds terrible. You just want to run and comfort the poor donkey. But I can very well imagine that that was where that sound, that braying sound started was that very day when the donkey, heavily laden, completely perplexed by what's happening, facing Mr. Jaws, and he was just crying out for help. That's just a personal little note for you. Now you know what to answer in that question whenever they ask you about a donkey's brain. You know what? God's GPS will not only direct you, it takes with it the victory. Amen. And then they sang this song in Exodus 15, our victory over and over and over. You know what? Another idea I want to, to leave at you today. When you, this miracle of the Red Sea was truly a miracle. I mean, just imagine that and all the stuff that followed that. And when, whatever happens in your life, we look at that and we say, wow, isn't God wonderful? Isn't he just majestic? Let me read to you Job 25, verse 14. It, he describes all of this, and then he says, Yet these are but a small part of his doings, the outskirts of his ways, and the mere fringes of his force, the faintest whisper of his voice. Who dares contemplate, or who can understand the thunders of his full magnificent power? Wow, people of God, how do we underestimate our God? We look at the wonders happening around us and we think, wow, God is awesome. He is awesome, but he's so much more awesome than we could ever, ever, ever think or believe. So much more. Whatever we see on this world can never, ever show you the true power of God. Now, where are you today? GPS this is God's GPS. It tells you in Lamentations 3 and Psalm 68, it says His grace is enough for every day. And this is what I want to leave with you today. Whenever you walk with God, He won't show you 
the details of the journey, but he promises you in his word, in his faithful word, that he is with you. And whatever you need for today, he will give you. He will supply. You will, he will give you more than enough to face the challenges of this day. Just follow God's GPS. This is how it works. When Abram left his country, the Bible says he did not trouble his mind about where he was to go. Another point I want to drop with you, God's GPS, in the end, it takes on a three-dimensional. It goes either up or down. There's a long-term direction. Up or down. Where are you going? We believe we all go up. 2 Timothy 4 verse 18 says, And indeed, the Lord will certainly deliver and draw me to himself from every assault of evil. He will preserve me and bring me safe unto his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. So why are we afraid? And what about the people around us? Numbers 10 Verse 29 to 35, you can go and read where Moses speaks to his father-in-law. And he says, come with us and we will do you good. For the Lord has promised good concerning Israel. Come with us, join us. This is what you and I need to do with all the people around us, destitute, not knowing what to do, directionless. Tell them, listen, come with us. Moses said, we are going to the place that God has promised us. Wow. People, people of the world, we, the children of God, we, the people of Choose Life, we, the people of the body of Christ, wherever you are, whatever church you are serving God, we are going to the place that God promised us. Won't you join us? It will be good for you. Join us, come with us. This is what we should do. We will not be swayed. We will not be distracted. We will not be entangled like mighty warriors. We will push forward every day with excitement in our hearts. Amen, amen. Let's follow God's GPS. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for the word that we could share today. We thank you, Lord, for your promise. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us. We thank you, Lord, that you direct us. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. Thank you that we can be expectant and passionate about our journey. Thank you, Lord, that we can declare other people along. And Lord, thank you like Moses, we can declare the victory every day when we leave. We can say, let God arise and his enemies be shattered and we will live in complete victory. Amen, amen.